This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Alan Minskoff is my guest, has been my guest all week, and I am so curious to see how he is bringing this week to a close. Hey, Alan, how are you? Hi, Joe. And we are concluding with a classic, and a classic that could not be more pertinent to these times. The remarkable reader, Rupert Degas, puts his multiple talents to work on Animal Farm by George Orwell. Oh. I think Degas is an amazingly gifted narrator. Just, it's uncanny. His knack for voices and embodying different characters. And, and to bring a classic like this to life and make it new is a real challenge. And he does it just really without peer. The Napoleon character, the pig who becomes the big pig, he sounds like a self-satisfied Aussie. Squealer sounds like an urban sleaze. And Boxer, the great hardworking horse, is a working class Englishman. Who else can do this? Yeah. No, he's wonderful. Oh, Boxer, I haven't thought about him in a long time. Now, had you, when was the last time you read or listened to Animal Farm? Decades and decades ago. Yeah, me too. And so it me was too. fun. Yeah. How was it coming back to it? Well, it was not only fun, but it was actually to the moment because, you know, this is an anti-Stalinist fable mm -hmm. and we are living in a kind of pro-Stalinist moment. It was heightened by the the time we're living in, candidly. Okay. And should we hear a little of Degas's brilliant narration? Yes. And this is where he's telling the story. We didn't pick a section where he's imitating somebody, which might have been harder, but this is where, sort of towards the beginning, where he's narrating the story after the animals have, in fact, taken over the farm. Okay. This is Animal Farm by George Orwell, read by Rupert Degas. By the late summer, the news of what had happened on Animal Farm had spread across half the county. Every day, Snowball and Napoleon sent out flights of pigeons whose instructions were to mingle with the animals on neighbouring farms, tell them the story of the rebellion, and teach them the tune of Beasts of England. Most of this time, Mr Jones had spent sitting in the taproom of the Red Lion at Willingdon, complaining to anyone who would listen of the monstrous injustice he had suffered in being turned out of his property by a pack of good-for-nothing animals. The other farmers sympathised in principle but they did not at first give him much help. At heart, each of them was secretly wondering whether he could not somehow turn Jones's misfortune to his own advantage. He's a captivating narrator, and what a good way to revisit this book or come to it for the first time. I know you like long lessons, but this is fewer than four hours, and but it is just will keep you listening. He just gets how people talk, and a lot of this is inventing what he thinks they might sound like, and they're just right on. Well, even this clip that you played of Animal Farm, I really wanted more. Well, I think people will truly enjoy this, because it is a classic. He wrote a piece that has lasted for a reason, and uh, if we have to be reminded what can happen when uh, 
people like Stalin are ruling, we need look no further than Ukraine this moment. And it's also clever. I forgot how clever. There's some, there's some pieces that are quite funny, and it's very clever. He gets human nature. Yeah. Orwell really gets human nature. No, I agree. That is Animal Farm by George Orwell, read by Rupert Degas. Well, Alan, this was a great week. You had great books, but it's I'm always happy when when you're on. Oh, I appreciate that. This was really fun, and Orwell was a wonderful way to end. I agree. And I will talk to you next month. I hope it's a good one for you. I look forward to it. Me too. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Naxos Audiobooks. The book of Marjorie Kemp is the extraordinary account of a medieval wife, mother, and mystic from Norfolk. Known as the earliest autobiography in the English language, it contains intimate portraits of people and places and a remarkable eye for detail as it traces the transformation of a self-described sinful wretch to a holy pilgrim. It's read by Lucy Scott, and you can find it at naxosaudiobooks.com. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart, Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, Sandy Henschel, and Alan Minskoff are contributors. Jennifer Dell is our editor, and the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads, Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening. <laughs>